Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Andrew, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Oh, my uh, pleasure. Excellent. Do you mind if we kick it off, if, you, if you'd just talk us through your background? Yeah, so uh, first of all, the accent, which always kind of throws people off. Um, I'm from Waterford, the long way round. Uh, my father's from Waterford, my mother's from Kildare. They met and married in Birmingham, England, and I was born in Birmingham, and I was about 15 when we came back to Waterford, so I never quite lost that. Um, it was interesting going from Birmingham to Waterford, pretty formative experience. Um, I went to college in Waterford after school, obviously. I did a business degree. Um, I was always, for some reason, maybe my father uh, was a big influence, um, interested in news, the world, politics, history. I was always really interested. Um, And that kind of led me into being kind of interested in financial markets, I suppose, because I saw them as a bit of a kind of prism through a lot of of these sort of themes get played out. Uh, macroeconomic geopolitical so I went to London and um, you know my first proper job was at Lehman Brothers but that's got nothing to do with me what happened subsequently because I was a long long time gone by the time things unraveled and that kind of led me into um, a world of hedge funds and I ended up being a trader basically I worked in the Bahamas for a number of years as a trader for a hedge fund Um, so my background is really, I suppose, very much, and I've thought about this recently, is very much, I suppose, centered around markets and finance and, you know, capital markets in particular. And that kind of obviously led me into being very interested in the way, you know, financial services um, are delivered. And obviously about, you know, about 10 years ago, sorry, not obviously, about 10 years ago, I got interested in this new thing called fintech, which now mm. has become something of a cliche. But 10 years ago, it was a relatively kind of new uh, concept. But the thing really is, it's not a new concept. You know, financial services are, in my opinion, essentially what they are. And they've essentially been pretty similar um, to what they were in the Greeks and Romans and stuff like that. And I think what's changed, though, clearly over time, we've had periods of real innovation and change driven by technology. And I just think in the last five, 10 years, we're obviously in one of those periods and I accidentally ended up lecturing, really did, accidentally. A friend of mine, uh, basically about seven, eight years ago, said to me, DBS are looking for finance lecturers. Uh, you never shut up, so maybe this is something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally. Um, so I fell into lecturing. And for me, it was one of the most, um, I don't know, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life because after a fairly short period of time, I, I just honestly found it vocational. And I use that word very carefully because I know it has a certain schmaltzy value and people say these things. But for me, it truly was. And it's led on to, you know, where I am now. And, you know, I developed the programs here and I now sort of run the programs in the finance accountancy kind of area. And, yeah, the job is big, but I love it. You can certainly hear your passion for it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You you never thought with that accent to audition for a part with Peaky Blinders? Oh, honestly, I, 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 I clearly love Peaky's and um, clearly Peaky's put Birmingham on the map a little bit to some degree. And one of my favourite stories of recent years is I genuinely saw Killian Murphy in the street one day. Yeah. And I, I 
I always think that people like Killian or people who are famous or, you know, visible, they must hate it when everybody's running up to them saying hello or whatever they are. And I therefore would never do that. But I was so tempted to give um, Killian my best John Boy, you know, how are you doing John Boy? I was so tempted to do it. I didn't do it, but I kind of wish I had. Um, <laughs> you never know, this could reach Killian Murphy. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Killian, I'm always up for a bit, you know, bit part in Peaky's, I'd you know, do it in the morning. <laughs> what, um, what kind of trading were you doing, Andrew, just out of interest? Yeah, yeah, so the hedge fund I essentially ended up working for was what you might call a macro hedge fund. Okay. So it was very thematic. So it was very much like, you know, we think the dollar is going to appreciate. We think interest yeah. rates are going up or down. We think technology stocks are overvalued versus, say, industrials. Um, so it was very big macro plays, um, yeah. very thematic. So we used actually a lot of derivatives. So I, I had a fairly um, strong grounding in options. We used a lot of options to kind of express our views um, mainly buying options to express a view on a direction. Um, but we also got involved in different strategies and messed around with some exotics and stuff like that. So very thematic and very kind of, um, you know, derivative, particularly option-driven. Good stuff. Um, so obviously you, the three of us know each other from um, mm. the tech side of, of what you do with TBS. Yeah. What do you guys do and, and where do you see yourselves fitting into that wider fintech ecosystem? Yeah, so look, first of all, I have to honestly express my gratitude. You know, the two of you, like many other people actually, have been very generous um, in their support. So when I sort of started this, I suppose, about three years ago, when I literally, it was a blank sheet of paper, here, go and write a fintech program. Um, so we have a higher diploma and we have a master's program, which are now running, which, which I'm very proud of, but we're in the early days of this and there's still a lot of iterations that we need to make as we learn more about delivering the programs in the classroom. But yeah, for me, honestly, it's evolved. And I think it was very, uh, it was very well captured in the recent, um, you know, government strategy, IFS 2025, that talks about the pillars that we need to build and maintain um, to support the Irish financial services industry. And one of the pillars is the talent pillar. So I, I clearly hope that DBS can be a strong part of this talent pillar that supports the overall um, evolution and innovation in the financial services industry in Ireland and, you know, Europe and globally um, for that matter. And yeah, look, for me, it's clearly about producing graduates that have the skills and the attributes um, that, you know, industry is looking for. So I spend a lot of time, as I think you know, Paul, and again, I appreciate your support in this. I spend a lot of time trying to meet, talk, have industry events, and I spend a lot of time trying to um, filter that back into what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve. Aside from, from grads, who do you see taking up the courses in the area? So do you see any career switchers? Or yeah, it, it's, it, that's also, again, something, again, I, I take a lot of, um, you know, pride in trying to make this work for people. So, for example, even this week, we had a so-called open evening where basically lecturers and other people will be available if people want to come in and talk about um, they're thinking of doing a particular course. And I've always done that, and I suppose it's informed me. But in particular, we have a higher diploma, which is literally meant to be a conversion course. So it's literally designed, and it's funded by the government through the Springboard program. So 90% of the funding is uh, there for anybody 
who mainly has a graduate degree already, um, although sometimes work experience can also be, make you eligible for this. And it's designed for people who are perhaps, so for example, the other night I met a guy who's in the hospitality industry and he's got a degree in hospitality, I forget where he did it. And he's looking for a career change or he's looking for new opportunities. So the high diploma is literally designed for people who want to, let's say, take a slightly different direction uh, in their career path. And obviously they see the financial services industry as an interesting choice. And hopefully they see this particular program, the high diploma in FinTech or financial technology as an opportunity to sort of upskill or reskill. And some of it will be entry level. Some of it will be a little bit more senior. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the fact that we are providing that opportunity to people. Um, I know when I did the uh, careers talk, was it earlier this year? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was Paul. People coming from financial service, like more traditional financial services. Like yeah. The yeah. I remembered. Um, what what did those guys kind of get out of us? You know, because we like we see a lot of people who are interested in fintech. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Paul. And and I, I know. And actually, the morning you came in and you you did one of these so-called breakfast briefings that I do, which is basically a breakfast version of an evening meetup. Um, and they're normally primarily attended by um, students in the various programs. And, you know, you obviously gave a very interesting talk because it was very much directed around career paths. And, you know, I think you have a very strong focus, which I agree with. You have to try and find some sort of niche or speciality, you know, um, that will get you in the door and that will get you an opportunity to hopefully exhibit other skills. So, the courses, I hope, are giving people an opportunity to figure out whether, you know, it's data analytics, machine learning, cybersecurity, maybe it's blockchain, maybe it's peer-to-peer, -peer, maybe it's open banking. I think there's obviously a, a range of different avenues, and I think all of these offer opportunities. And just recently, to give you one, and I do like, I like examples, I suppose it goes back to my background as being a finance guy, basically even though I think we try to over-quantify certain things and I'm a bit of a skeptic sometimes about quantified finance, I do think it's important to try and demonstrate tangible outcomes. And, you know, this week alone, a guy who did the higher diploma got a job in uh, cybersecurity. Now, he's not a cybersecurity expert, mm. but he knows enough from the program. That's where he sort of specialised through his research project. And that's opened up an opportunity where I think he's also got a holistic uh, understanding of the financial services industry. And I think he's also an example where in the programs, we also try and focus on developing, you know, the, so the infamous soft skills, which everybody, I yeah. think, you know, I, I think they're kind of almost taken for granted, but for me, they're so important and more important all the time that I sort of have a bit of a philosophy that, you know, a lot of people, they're intelligent enough. They can be taught, so-called hard skills i think ingraining people with that sort of soft skill mentality is much more challenging but i think it's something that's you know it, you know there are real shortages i hear this all the day all day every day even in my own dealings with people that um yesterday for example you know talking to a guy i won't name the institution they outsource a lot of their services just having a guy in india communicate effectively with a guy in dublin is a challenge in itself mm. 
Andrew, obviously you, you're involved uh, a lot in the Vintac industry. What do you see as the key trends in this area? Yeah, um, again, I, you know, I'm a bit of a, um, I try to simplify things. And I do hear people use a lot of words and a lot of jargon. I mean, one of my, one of my sort of, I suppose, uh, reasons for getting involved in lecturing originally was I've always had this feeling that in the financial services industry, there's a lot of people uh, using jargon and blagging, if I'll be honest, about what they do or don't do and know. And I've tried to demystify that. I'm a great believer in first principles. So I think when you talk about fintech, you know, it is a little bit of a cliched kind of thing now. And as many, as many people say tech fin as fintech to me these days. But I think like clearly, you know, I just look at the big trends and I think clearly, you know, cloud and the digitization of data and the explosion in data has created an awful lot of um, innovation around that. So clearly people talk about data analytics, machine learning, that's fine. I think everyone has got some um, idea of what that means and how that can actually be implemented into real solutions. I think when you talk about AI, to me, it's still quite fuzzy what a lot of people mean about artificial intelligence. When you talk about Internet of Things, again, I think this is an important trend, but it's really around the explosion of data and what do you do with this data. I, I, I suppose, again, from my background, I'm used to the idea that people have always wanted to collect as much data as they can to make a better decision. But it's still about how do you make that better decision. Yeah. So I think that's still been teased out. I do personally have an awful lot of time for distributed ledgers, technologies, and so-called blockchain. I do think there's a lot of potential in the application and adoption. I think there are challenges, and I think maybe in the financial services industry, the challenges are actually uh, still quite significant. But these are all the technologies that are changing the the what and the how and in what method or in what distribution financial services are going to be provided um, mm. now and in the future. And to me, that's the way I look at it. Financial services, how are they provided? How is technology changing that provision? Yeah, and actually we had um, Jesus from Grant Thornton on there. Oh, yeah, who I know very well. And again, another really great guy that's out there in the ecosystem. Definitely, but, but he was talking about, you know, um, uh, different financial products like insurance and savings. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah, I first met. I first met Jesus. Um, I was really interested in uh, developing an insurtech program, yeah. and I sort of ran out of bandwidth. To be honest with you, I did a reg tech, a regulatory technology, but I ran out a bit of bandwidth with the insurtech. But I um, first met Jesus, and he came in and did a breakfast briefing. And again, just the insurance industry in and of itself mm. is such an interesting area to look at in terms of innovation. And I think that the incumbents are still very powerful, but I still think there's lots of opportunity for people to uh, develop, um, you know, different solutions, better user um, experience, better utilization of data. But I also think that touches on something else that's very important. I think as we talk more and more about data and machine learning, if you like, I think the ethical considerations get exponentially more important. And I think ethics, um, as in the ethics around uh, data governance, privacy, data security, the ethics around what sort of models are being built and who they are or aren't including or excluding, I think these are going to be very big themes uh, going yeah. forward. 
Andrew, what advice would you have for people working in or interested in the fintech industry? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I consider myself uh, fortunate in many ways um, um, because, look, I, I've tried to make the most of whatever abilities I do or don't have. And that's something I'm always trying to um, impart to students. But I think the thing that I often will come back to is just curiosity. I think people who have a curious mindset, I think you can untap a lot of potential and a lot of opportunities. So for people who are currently um, working in financial services or are thinking about it, um, whether it's a traditional institution or it's a newer fintech type um, company, I think just being constantly curious about what's going on around you and if you do have particular areas of interest, maybe focusing down. And I think there's, again, for me, a lot of opportunity because I think there's a lot of people out there. I was talking to a guy, for example, yesterday, and he was basically saying, we teach this stuff in classes about how to use derivatives to manage risk. And this guy works for a financial institution. And he was saying there's basically one guy in our institution that knows how to do that. You know, so yeah. a simple example of, curiosity and maybe specializing in a domain I think opens up a lot of opportunity as we see this kind of little bit of a shifting landscape which I think will continue to shift and morph for I'm going to say the foreseeable future really yeah so specializing um, yep. if people want to find out more Andrew about DBS and the fintech side in particular what's the best way to to get yeah. more so this is where hopefully um, the marketing department will uh, will like this. So obviously the website itself, dbs.ie, um, all the information about all our courses. So we clearly run the FinTech uh, Masters and High Diploma. We have a certificate in regulatory technology. And then we have the more, if you like, traditional programs. Um, you know, we have undergrad degrees in accounting and finance, financial services. These have been significantly actually... Um, sort of updated and I actually am a huge fan of our financial services undergrad uh, offering because I think it's much more innovative than uh, many of our competitors. Um, at DBS one of our advantages is we can be quite agile in lots of ways. So the website obviously and obviously if anyone's directly interested please feel, feel free to contact me. Um, I love making new friends on LinkedIn. Um, my email is andrew.quinn at dbs.ie I try to be as open and accessible as I possibly can. I'm a great believer that we're all part of this ecosystem. And as much as we sort of try to help each other, you know, we, we help the ecosystem, ecosystem, which is good for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Andrew, thanks a million for your time. Oh, no, real pleasure. And thank you both of you for the sport over the last few months. No worries. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.